the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Rosca Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Rosca Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Rosca Jr. Hello, everyone. I'm George Rosca. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 146 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the impact of the proposed regulation changes in Title IX by the Biden administration. That's right, George. You know, we raised this issue last uh, year, didn't we, Um, on this topic? But um, we are being told now that these proposed regulations may go into effect as early as March. So uh, we wanted to bring this topic up again to appraise our listeners of what's going on and the impact of this legislation or or this proposed uh, change in regulations uh, to our children in the public school system. A proviso, most of the information we're going to be uh, discussing today has been brought to us by our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. So we want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, They do a tremendous job of tracking these kinds of proposals and regulations. So with that, we can dive into it. I suppose, George, we should probably talk a little bit about um, um, what is Title IX and why do we care? In 1972, Congress passed Title IX to address sex discrimination and barriers that many women were facing at that time in education formats. And one of the more surprising effects of this legislation was the subsequent expansion of women's sports. That's been a big topic in the news, particularly the last few years, and we'll get into why that is. But um, it had it gave women numerous opportunities to compete build confidence, and advance their education and career goals. Well, more than 50 years later, the Biden administration is now trying to redefine the word sex and sex discrimination in federal law by expanding those terms to encompass, not surprisingly, sexual orientation and gender identity. Big code words. So in other words, the federal government is trying to twist legislation intended to help women and girls by redefining what it means to be a woman or a girl in complete contradiction to biological reality. That's right, Mark. And they are getting a lot of their, um, you know, backing and legal standing from the Bostock decision. And so they've become very, uh, 
you know, arrogant in that way. Uh, they, they are indeed. We're going to discuss that as well. But uh, just a little more uh, context and history. This was actually passed as part of an education amendment uh, back in the same year, 1972, and signed into law by then President Nixon. So this goes back a long way. And as originally intended, uh, Title IX was intended to eliminate obstacles that many women faced in education, particularly higher education. The main provision in Title IX states very simply, I'll just read it verbatim, no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So in practice, Title IX banned most sex discrimination in college admissions. It required colleges and universities to prohibit sexual harassment on campus, allowed women greater access to financial assistance, banned discrimination based on pregnancy status, which many were facing at that time, and paved the way for the latter expansion into women's sports. Well, actually, the law goes back even further, right, to 1964 with the Civil Rights Act. Yes. And that, that law, among other things, prohibited discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin in the areas of employment and public accommodation. But the Civil Rights Act, George, interestingly enough, in 1964, exempted sex from its list of protected characteristics in federally funded programs. In addition, educational institutions were exempted from employment discrimination. So President Lyndon Johnson later signed executive orders to try to address these issues. But the federal government did not strictly enforce them in education. So by 1970, um, lawmakers were trying to devise solutions around the same time uh, as the Equal Rights Amendments were being debated in Congress. And in the early 70s, a number of uh, lawmakers uh, sponsored a bill to ban sex discrimination in federally funded education programs. And this is what later became known as Title Nine, but George, we should probably talk about what was the effect of Title Nine specifically on women's sports. Well, you know, as you mentioned, Mark, uh, originally it wasn't passed with that in mind, but in fact, that was one of the the, the positive uh, ramifications of it. Um, you know, before Title Nine was passed, male athletes actually vastly outnumbered female athletes. Um, and according to Women's Sports Foundation in 1972, boys outnumbered girls 3.66 million to 300,000. That's like a 12 to 1 ratio. 12 to 1 ratio. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I never even knew this. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and that was in high school sports. And 50 years later, uh, that ratio has shrunk to about 4 to 3. So wow. there's, there's 4.5 million boys to 3.4 million girls that are involved uh, in high school sports, and then a similar statistic on the collegiate side, uh, male athletes back in 1972, uh, 170,000 
ratioed to 30,000. So that's a six to one. And interestingly enough, today, you know, 50 years later, it's, it's four to three, similar to the high school ratio today. So, so it had the desired effect. It did. It worked really well. Well, now, George, getting back to the uh, really thrust of what the Biden administration is trying to do, we should probably talk about the meaning of sex in Title IX as originally intended. Uh, because for decades, uh, Title IX has been celebrated for banning sex discrimination in education. Ironically, though, the plain meaning of the word sex is now being called into question. Many, including the Biden administration, are wrongly advocating that sex also includes these terms sexual orientation and gender identity. And, George, you mentioned the Bostock versus Clayton County decision that was uh, – laid down by the Supreme Court in 2020. And that law basically said that an employer who fires an individual merely for identifying as gay or transgender discriminates based on sex, the word sex, in violation not of Title IX, but of Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Title VII deals with employment law, employment situations. Until recent years, Title VII's reference to sex had always meant one thing, biological sex. But the Supreme Court allowed courts and federal agencies to rewrite the law, such that the Biden administration now sought to expand the court's ruling beyond employment discrimination and apply it to Title IX. But, George, it's clear from the wording of Title IX and the the legislative history that sex meant biological sex, male and female. For example, Title IX allows schools in some cases to change, and this is a quote, from being an institution which admits only students of one sex to being an institution which admits students in both sexes. So not only do the provisions like this speak of the other sex or, quote, both sexes rather than another sex or all sexes, they use terms like father-son, mother-daughter, which are rooted, of course, in biology. Title IX says nothing about sexual orientation or gender identity. And even the definition of the word In 1966, Webster's defined sex as, quote, one of the two divisions of organics, especially human beings, respectively designated male or female. Mother was defined as a female parent, father as a male parent, son as a male offspring, and daughter as a human female. This makes no sense if sex today includes the non-binary concept of gender identity. In other words, George, there's no textual or historical support for expanding the meaning of the word sex in the law. They're just coming up with these things out of thin air. Uh, I have kind of two commentaries on this one. I think it'd be very easy uh, to maybe do like a survey of people who actually lived in 1972 and ask them what they (laughs) think the definition of sex means. And, And number two, I wonder if you just go back and I think Google has this function where you could search the the usage and uh, development of of words. 
Um, and the word the phrase sexual orientation and the phrase gender identity. I don't even think people were aware that the, those two phrases existed back then. Probably only in the elite academic circle. Exactly. Exactly. That was it. But not, it was certainly not common parlance. Well, talk a little bit more about Bostock and how the Biden administration is trying to twist that ruling to change the meaning of sex in Title IX. Uh, Bostock does not change the ordinary meaning of sex in Title IX, but still recognizes sexual orientation and gender identity as distinct concepts. The Supreme Court actually rejected any application outside of Title VII employment context when it said, I'm going to quote from the case itself, this is from the ruling, quote, the employers worry that our decision, talking about the ruling in Bostock versus Clayton County, will sweep beyond Title VII to other federal state laws that prohibit sex discrimination. And under Title VII itself, they say sex-segregated bathrooms, locker rooms, and dress codes will prove unsustainable after our decision today. Legitimate concern back then. Mm -hmm. But the court goes on to say, none of these other laws are before us. We have not had the benefit of adversarial testing about the meaning of their terms, and we do not prejudge any such question today. So the Biden administration has no legal standing to redefine the intent of Title IX with respect to Bostock. It was very clear. And in fact, I, I still remember when the Bostock ruling was made. This was actually one of the quotes that I that stuck with me when I read the ruling. And I already could see it. The Biden administration was going to use this as their ammunition for change. Well, you were prescient because that has certainly happened. But George, we know that um, this ruling is going to hurt female athletes and jeopardize women's privacy. In fact, even before this goes into effect, it's already started, hasn't it? It already has. In fact, if you look at, you know, the last couple of years, probably two, two people that we are all used to their names by now, I think they're on the news, you know, every other week, um, you know, Riley Gaines, right? Uh, a female, uh, a biological female, <laughs> A uh, swimmer who has lost to a biological male claiming that he is a female um, and goes by the new name of, of Leah Thompson. Uh, and, and this has been happening now in track and field uh, and in multiple other other sports uh, in West Virginia. Former collegiate athlete uh, Laney Armstead has intervened to defend a state law designed to ensure equal opportunities for women and girls in sports by making sure they are not in forced to compete against males and and the sad part mark is over and over some of the newer stories that i'm hearing right now is how some of those girls are not being informed that there will be a biological male in their competitions until like hours ahead and then they have to make a decision a decision that's going to you know mark them for life probably you know do i compete do i not compete George, could you imagine that? I mean, put yourself in our listeners, put yourself in that position. Yeah. You know, you, you've been training uh, most of your young life to compete. Uh, you think fairly against other women. And all of a sudden there's a biological man that you're competing against. And you have no notice. It's, it's unbelievable. 
Well, ignoring the real biological differences between males and females harms women and girls who lose the ability to compete fairly, are exposed to unsafe competition, are denied athletic opportunities, public recognition, and even scholarship opportunities. Mm -hmm. In other words, their futures are affected by these regulations. And redefining sex, George, is only not only affecting women's sports, but other women's only spaces like bathrooms and locker rooms. And we have a clip of Riley Gaines of her talking about this during questioning in a House Oversight Committee hearing on Title IX. We want to play that now. Uh, Riley, how do men playing in women's sports affect the esprit de corps of a team or the team spirit? Uh, Speaking to, again, my lived experience, uh, first and foremost, it was a major distraction to have a male competing with us at that national championships. Uh, it was all we could talk about as a team. Uh, we were fearful to go into the locker room. We had to wait and watch if Thomas came out. Then we would enter uh, to avoid going in at the same time. Uh, of course, our sport is very physical, but there is a mental aspect to it. Uh, and allowing men into our sports uh, certainly negatively impacted that mental aspect, as well as the physical, of course. Hmm. Ms. Perry, what are the likely costs to educational institutes of complying with Biden's new Title IX rule, which makes it almost impossible for schools receiving money to limit a woman's sports to only women? This isn't just cost to education. This is cost to the federal government and taxpayers. It's cost to the medical community. It's, it's cost to reduce lunch programs. And that's because Title IX intersects with Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act and the Food and Nutrition Act, which is the USDA's reduced school lunch program. That means that implicating this particular rule doesn't just affect sports. It affects everything from nutrition program funding. It affects the cost of litigation. It affects the cost of implementation. Now we're requiring open locker rooms, open bathrooms as well. The cost of implementation, in addition to what are certain to be personal injury lawsuits, as a result of the fact that these female students are now getting concussions, dental injuries, facial injuries. A school that does not protect its biological girls, maintain sex separate spaces, is certain to going to be facing significant financial harm. Thank you, Ms. Perry. you back. Well, yeah, I mean, that is so true, what they're saying. And you, you heard that from people who are actually experiencing this. But, George, this kind of language and redefinition of terms also undermines parents' rights. It does, Mark. And this is where parents, you know, we, we try to bring you information that affects you, your children, especially school-aged children, K-12. through uh, And this is a big one because the Biden administration – uh, wants to bring this redefinition, um, and it, it'll have certain ramifications. So, for example, many school districts now, because they have this executive order from the Biden administration, will start to impose preferred pronoun policies. And if you don't go by whatever a child wants to be considered, um, you know, teachers uh, who are not complying will now be violating a federal law. Um, And we are starting to see an uptick of school districts across the country who are firing and penalizing teachers who want to speak the truth. Yeah, we have a term for this, actually, parental secrecy policies. And school boards across the country are already passing these. 
to keep parents in the dark about how their kids are actually identifying on the campus. Now, some very brave school districts are passing parental notification policies Mm -hmm. to do the opposite of that. So if a child, for example, a young woman, a young girl is identifying as a boy on campus, the schools under these new policies have an obligation to notify the parents that that's happening. Well, if this goes into effect, if these changes in nomenclature and Title IX go into effect, you're breaking a federal regulation by doing that. Yeah, exactly. Um, And in fact, you know, ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom, is already litigating a lot of these kind of cases across the country. Um, So um, besides that, um, this redefinition of sex under Title IX also harms women and unborn children and disregards medical ethics. So, Mark, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, while Title IX was explicitly written to be neutral regarding abortion, the Biden administration is seeking to change that, George. The administration is trying to redefine sex discrimination to encompass, quote, termination of pregnancy discrimination. Say what? (laughs) Which could open the door to creating a federal right to abortion in educational settings. So without clarification, such a regulation could effectively create an abortion mandate that would restrict pro-life programs, undermine a state's ability to protect unborn life, and imperil conscience rights in health care. In addition, George, the redefinition of sex discrimination to include gender identity unlawfully coerces health care providers to perform or refer for life-altering procedures that seek to make a person resemble a member of the opposite sex. So the the damage just goes on and on. But George, it also violates our freedom of speech and religion. Uh, changing sex to include sexual orientation and gender identity threatens to censor and compel speech, trample religious exercise, it subjects students to faculty on campus kangaroo court procedures and imperil the educational mission of schools nationwide. Free speech is clearly threatened by the mandatory use of pronouns inconsistent with a person's biological sex. Words matter, George, and redefining sex to include sexual orientation and gender identity necessarily implies a different message that many will not want to express. Yeah, and, and and for parents just to understand why we, you know, it, this isn't just a matter of you know of truth, but when it when we talk about pronouns, um, but it's also very important to understand that w- when people change their pronouns, that's step one of a transition process, and they call that social transitioning, um, and that is just as psychologically harmful to that child. As if they would then take the next step, which would be then the puberty blockers, and then it would be the sex hormones, and then it'll be, you know, the full-blown, you know, surgeries that that come along with it. And we've talked about this in the past from study after study that has proven that even this first step of social transitioning is very harmful to children. Yeah, it's what Abigail Schreier calls a social contagion. Mm -hmm. And uh, people want to belong. They want to belong to a peer group. It becomes cool to identify with another sex. 
Well, George, we're running out of time, but one last thing here. Schools um, that receive any type of federal assistance are endangered by redefining these words. So a school that chooses to protect their students by maintaining sex-specific private spaces and sports teams, choose to respect the First Amendment rights of their students and teachers, or seek to operate according to their religious conviction, risk costly litigation and having their federal funding revoked. And this is not hypothetical. ADF is uh, defending several Christian universities against LGBT activist groups that sought to strip Title IX's religious exemptions from these schools. So you can expect an avalanche of, of litigation if, uh, if and when this goes into effect. Well, George, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. This is such an important issue to our listener audience. It's probably going to happen. I think the Biden administration is going to go through with this. But forewarned is forearmed. The time to step in and be a parental activist and uh, take ownership for your child's K-12 through experience is never more important than it is right now. We have to do that right now. And parents, uh, please visit our website at protectourkidsnow.org. For more information, uh, you can also listen to all of our podcasts on there as well, on Spotify, on iTunes. Uh, we have a lot of great videos, brochures you can download, even how to start a, an alternative school a guide. And there's a speaker button if you want Mark or I to come to your parent group, to your local church, or any other organization to speak, as well as a donate button. Uh, if you believe in the things that we do here at, at the Ministry of Protector Kids. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Say What? You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roscoe Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.com. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.